What's going on, Jabronis? Welcome to another episode of Jabroni Sports. I am your host, AJ First and Now, Twitter handle at AJ First and Now. Joined today by Gonzo. Yo, Gonzo1323 at all social media outlets. And joined by Silky. How can you dig it? At Scotty262. And on production today is Johnny Montuano. Hey, At G Baby LaFleur. So we got a lot to get to today, boys. Uh, it's been a while. We got ourselves a full boat here. Full broat. Um, we're going to talk, talk a little NBA playoffs. Maybe maybe discuss where some beef is. Who knows? We'll see. Um, the Dwayne Casey firing, second round second round recap, and a conference finals preview. Uh, Becky Hammond, been linked to the Bucks job, something that we're going to delve into as well. And if we have time, maybe a little bit of hockey talk and NFL draft. So we'll see where we get. Um, like I said, kind of kind of a full show, so let's, let's, let's get into it, you know? Um, joining us today is our first guest. Uh, he is, full disclosure, the, the father of two of the members of the podcast, but he is also an avid basketball fan and a holder of several Shoreland Lutheran basketball records. Right on. Uh, let's, let's, let's have us join at this moment the one, the only, Gino Montuano. Yeah. Hey, hey there, what's Gino. What's going on? How you doing? Good. What's the Twitter handle? Uh, the Twitter handle for the show is at Jabroni Sports. Thank you. No, I just want to know what that was, the definition. <laughs> oh, you just what a Twitter handle is? Um, yeah. it's, you have to you have to pull it open to get into Twitter. Um, <laughs> so, Gino, um, I think you're probably in the uh, in the same boat as as most Bucks fans. I think that the season was was on some levels a disappointment, but just flesh out how you how you felt after the after the playoff series concluded for the Bucks this year. Well, um, in hindsight, I'm taking the half the glasses half full approach to it. Okay. Um, I'm wondering, and I'll throw it out for the rest of the panel members is. How are we feeling about the Bucks after seeing the series with uh, the, that the Celtics just re- recently concluded? Are the Celtics actually much better than everybody thought? Therefore, the Bucks taking them to seven did uh, establish more of a case that they're a legitimate playoff contender. I mean, I'd be lying if I said that the thought didn't cross my mind uh, during that during that Celtics Sixers series, and that I think I was kind of a de facto Boston fan, like maybe because of that. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's hard to not be impressed with what Boston did against Philadelphia. Um, I I I, I kind of went back and forth on whether or not it's Boston being much better than we thought, or maybe Philly not being as ready as everybody thought. Because I know Philly had kind of been like coronated as the next team in the East. Um, and Brad Stevens, I mean Brad Stevens is just a fantastic coach as well. I think that's if you're if you're putting him anywhere below the top two or three coaches in the league at this point, you're making a huge mistake. I do got to say that Brad Stevens, those Celtics win by moving the ball. The offense that Brad Stevens has installed is. But to build upon that, wouldn't I, I think that part of it is the fact that the Celtics have played a little bit longer together. A lot of these guys, first time in the playoffs, they're starting to get a little more experience under the belt, and it just shows that quickly because the head coaching is that good. Yeah, it's, it's a lot easier to gel when you're gelling with an actual coherent scheme. When you're doing something with Terry other than, Rozier is God. Yeah, exactly. And Terry so, Rozier has played some of the best basketball of his life over the last, you know, twelve games or and so. And his BFFs with Drew Bledsoe. <laughs> teams that do serious winning move the ball. The only team out there that's doing any serious winning without moving the ball is LeBron. Yeah, that's that's cool. an anomaly. Right. But yeah, I would say I would say overall, I mean, it, it made me feel a little bit better about the Bucks, but that might have been because I was looking for a reason to feel better about the Bucks. But, Listen, what are, what are some of the takeaways from that series that we can feel good about as Bucks fans? First of all, first and foremost, we have a generational player in Giannis to build a team around, correct? It's the toughest correct. thing to acquire. Yes. No, number two, 
I thought that uh, Middleton really, really played well and showed that he is a legit number two. Are we in agreement on that? No, I don't. I, I don't think I, I would be happy with Middleton as my number two if I thought I had a chance to win it all. I don't, I don't think he's a. I think he's a really awesome number three. But I think Middleton's best role is when he's playing lockdown defense and when he's shooting the open three. He I don't did always have a hell think of a playoff series. Oh, he did. Yeah. He did absolutely. But if you're going to be a team well, that's going to contend, can we, say, can we say this though that he is somebody that is going to be there when they win if. If they ever get to an NBA final. He's one of the guys that's going to be there. He could be a contributing. I, I think he would. I think he has to be unless he's moved in like a Kawhi Leonard or Russell Westbrook type trade. That would be my only yeah, caveat. Unless, to that. Yeah. And and how much better? How much better does Middleton look? Uh, back to what you've been saying, be the whole time when he is in an offense that really utilizes his strengths by coming off screens, catching and shooting, as opposed to all the dribbling and one on one. Too much. Yeah. Up. Too much. Too much. Well, the thing is, I would argue, I would argue we don't even know how much more effective he would be because he didn't really have an offense that catered to that this year. Um, I he was, agree. He was I off, agree. he was often the the second playmaker. Um, he was sort of he took on a lot of like ball handling responsibilities. I think with Kid and under Prunty, he kind of was a square peg in a round hole offensively a, a lot of this season. Um, and I think in the playoffs, it kind of got scaled back, and it was mostly Giannis or Bledsoe initiating pick and rolls, and Chris was able to play more of that off ball. And just knock down big shots. Like having that guy that can knock down just a shot at the end of a shot clock when maybe you didn't want to have a great possession. Yeah, like a guy who can shoot, you know, 40, 50% on on fairly tough catch and shoot shots with a guy in his face. There, I mean, there's there's obviously value to that. And I think that, yeah, like we said, I think he's he's definitely a solid number three on on a on a championship team. But I think we're still hoping that Jabari takes that jump to become that number two, or they're able to acquire one via trade or, you know, something along those lines. Jabari ain't going to be here. He he's. I just don't think he's going to. Jabari sees himself as a number one, and he ain't going to be a number one on this team. And I just think that his game and Giannis's game do not complement each other. Uh, I, I think I think that they managed to mesh a little bit better during the postseason. Um, when Jabari, Jabari's. I still. I feel like Jabari doesn't. Again, because this might be a coaching issue. But Jabari, uh, as well, didn't do what he was best at a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, Jabari should play, I, I, to me, when he's succeeding, it's more of a bully ball role. He's he's a good three-point shooter, and with like, open threes is fine. Um, but other than that, I want him using his body and, and having mismatches down low and getting offensive rebounds. And like Jabari Jabari is a physical, a physical player and a decent rebounder when he's engaged and, and actually interested in that role. Would you say that he's a broke man's Carmelo Anthony? No, I would not. I think his defense well, is better than Mar- the mellow. It's got to be. Stop. <laughs> I mean, I'm stating facts here. I can see the, the comp. That's a low bar, Carmelo's <laughs> bar. That, that's always. I gotta been, yeah. set it somewhere though. That's always been the cop, and right now, if he's a poor man's current Carmelo Anthony, then he's not in the league because yeah. that'd be yeah, that'd be an extremely poor man. Um, but that 28 mil that Carmelo's just sitting. I just. There. I, oh, I, guess, I guess what I'm saying is I just don't know what you do with Jabari at this point. But I think it gets back to, let's get a coach in here. To your point, AJ, maybe a coach knows how to get him in a position where he's going to be more successful. So certainly uh, one of the biggest takeaways from this whole Celtics run in the playoffs is a coach makes a difference, no? Oh, absolutely. 100%. Let's, uh, let's transition there. I think that's sort of a natural segue into, uh, into the next thought here. Um, the Bucks coaching search is one of, one of the largest candidate pools that I can remember for a coaching search a in quite some years. time. That's a lot. It's, it's dense. Um, 
Is there anyone that stands out to you? Is there any? Do you have? Do you have a top three? I guess what would your? Yeah, if you were making your list, what are your finalists for for the Bucks job? Who do you think would be a Phil good? Phil Jackson fit? doesn't count. You yeah, know. you can't. Phil Jack, we're not bringing him out of the woods to uh to come come coach the team. I'm going to give a real ambiguous answer to it that I've told Trey before is I don't know who this guy is, but who is the next Brad Stevens waiting in the college ranks to come up and do what he did to the Celtics for the Bucks? I think that's the billion dollar question. <laughs> I, I think that's, if, that's it. I don't know. But aren't, aren't there people in the Bucks organization who are paid to know this? Isn't there a general manager? Yeah. I mean, what about what about a guy like Jay Wright? Um, I think Ooh. I think he's the one that that people seem to think is the most NBA ready as far as college coaches go. I don't know how interested he is in leaving Villanova. It seems like he has he has a kingdom pretty much set up there. But that that seems to be the name that I've heard uh, for for college coaches that that would probably most closely fit your parameters. I like I like that guy. I again I know this is kind of evading the question, but I want someone who's going to take all of these parts because I do believe the Bucks are better with this current pool of talent than the record show, they need someone who can put this together, can put all these people, all these players in positions to be effective and to get a legit, flowing, comprehensive offense into this uh, into this team. Watching the Bucks take the Celtics to seven games was fairly impressive considering they, the I Bucks thought were so, yeah. Because their and, offense was stagnant. No one moved, no one passed. Absolutely. Bledsoe half the time would dribble the air out of the ball until five seconds on the clock. So yeah, and, you know you're spot on with if we could find a coach that could get these guys to flow. And I mean, this, that's, this that's is what I want. I don't know who that guy that's is. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> that's my baby. <laughs> that's I want somebody who can put in place a comprehensive offense that first of all highlights uh, Giannis, but also gets them in a all these offenses I see out there where the ball's moving. Houston, Golden State, uh, Boston, where the Bucks it just it's you know, it's one-on-one. It's pound the basketball. They can beat a lot of teams by playing that one-on-one because they have some really good one-on-one players, but they can't beat the elite. No, and I, I think they, I think that the ceiling for that type of basketball is, yeah, first round, maybe maybe second round if you catch fire with your, your top players. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I agree with you. The, 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 I mean, the, an actual offense would be a really good start. Um, but I, my biggest issue is, is the defense, honestly. Um, for a team that prides itself on being – long and athletic and they like to trumpet all these buzzwords they play horrendous defense um absolutely i did feel they played a little bit better defense against the celtics they did they did um but they also they they also kind of they did so by abandoning a lot of the principles that they had done all year um they didn't blitz pick and rolls they didn't randomly double team ball handlers thirty feet away from the hoop. So like a lot of the things that the Bucks did all season long, they Classic. didn't do, and then that helped their defense. So like for your defense to improve by just not by just basically playing like rec league defense and just kind of make, mm-hmm. calling it as you go, uh, to me that was really damning. Um, and wasn't and wasn't that hair on fire defense? Wasn't that kid's brainchild? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. When he first came, when he first came to the Bucks, it was effective. And then once around the league, all the coaches figured it out and figured out how to, how to pass out of it and how to pick and roll out of it, and it, it was dead in the water. Yeah, one, professional players. Right. Once <laughs> once teams realize that you beat it by passing early, once you see that second guy coming, you move the ball. And, right. And uh, spoiler alert: it leads to a ton of open corner threes. Um, I also I also was going to say I think it's also interesting that the teams that you mentioned, you know, the the Rockets and the Celtics, they both have really solid point guard play. And that's something that the Bucks have 
not very consistent. Bledsoe's not a point guard. He's man. not. He's well. He's well, a what six about, man. What, a, what about the general or the president? Excuse yes. me. The president. Yes. I think that's an awesome idea, but they he don't took a want to step back after that injury, though. You know. Yeah, he, he, took, he, he, he back did. And, but if, I, I'm being, uh, if he plays well in that series, they, they, there's a really good chance they steal one of the Boston and games. He only played well at home, you know. <laughs> yep. I just didn't see enough of him actually playing a point guard role. I saw him as an off the ball. They let Bledsoe doing, handle the ball exactly. And, and Brogdon played a lot uh, with Delhi in the second unit. Bledsoe is not the point guard that we can all agree on. Yeah, he like, like he's that said. guy. So, he's a rotational player that comes spark. off the bench. He's yeah. like your six man or whatever. He instills some energy, some offensive punch, but he belongs with the second unit. Yep. That or Bledsoe. If Bledsoe has any positive value around the league, he's like pretty high on my list of guys I'd be open to moving. Um, I don't know if you get much. Yeah, I don't. After the playoff series, I can't imagine his value is particularly high. But uh, it's controlled by Terry Rozier. All yeah. Over. Right. Right. <laughs> Um, but, but like for me, for coaches, back to, back to your original question, mm-hmm. I think all of these things that we're talking about, all these uh, uh, questions, are secondary questions that have to be solved first and foremost by selecting the right coach who can instill an offense and a defensive scheme into this team, and then we can find out how good all these guys are and how they fit and everything. Right now, we just have a bunch of individual parts acting independently. You know, this is so, this is maybe I don't. I'm sorry, uh, but this is maybe. It's a little bit bigger picture, but part of my issue with the coaching search, just in general, again, is it kind of harkens back to the old Herb Colbox. I don't really oh, know. Yeah. I don't really know There's who's making like, this hire. Like, who's in charge of this search? Like, it's not John Horst. I'm pretty sure. Is it Aaron Rodgers. Like, the the owners are going to interview Rodgers. Like, that's why. I'm, that's what makes me nervous as a Bucks fan. Is like I've seen this before, and this ends with Larry Kristkoviak being your head coach or something like that. Like, <laughs> Terry Porter. Yeah, I know. I know how this ends because. The, they, they need a president of basketball operations. They need an actual NBA front office structure because if it's just the, the hand-picked GM who's going to say yes to the owners, just agreeing with whatever the owners say, then I don't, I'm don't. i not very comfortable with that structure at all. That's why my pick would be for Chauncey Billups. <laughs> As president of basketball operations? President of basketball operations I, I, and head coach. I, I think that they need, they need something. They need a president um, in some capacity to, to really make sure that the search goes well because... This is probably the most important coaching hire that the Bucks have had. I, I, I agree with you that the more and more I hear and read about this three-headed monster mm-hmm. that they have at the top with the two owners and uh, what's his name, Horst, the third guy. Yeah, no. Oh, uh, you're talking about Jamie, uh, uh, Jamie Deenan? Because they have Lazary, Edens, and then Dinan or Peter or Peter Feigen or whatever. They have like there's like Feigen, that's yeah, the there's guy. so many different guys that there's all have so some power. Cooked cooks in the kitchen that yeah. they need to clear the deck and get one person who's head of all basketball operations like you say because then you just get this you get this vanilla like you say Larry Kristoyak uh, potential yeah so. I, it's just there's way too many people and I don't know how you ever get five guys to agree on a hire and then have any confidence that it was the right move um, right. And, and the last question one of the last questions uh, I, uh, kind of off the point here I wanted to throw out to especially B is have we changed our mind on Thon after the series? I can't say that I've changed my mind much. I loved the energy he brought, and he he did some very, very, very good things. Things I wasn't expecting him to do, that's for sure. But, I mean, Boston wasn't really, like, game planning for that guy. He didn't really care what he was going to do. And he wasn't carrying the Bucks. He was just providing 
a spark. Yeah, and the thing about Thon is that the the clock's ticking for him. He's what thirty six now. <laughs> he, he's only got a few Every good time. years left. Knew it, knew it was coming. <laughs> yep. Jeez, you're like paint by numbers over there. Yeah. <laughs> my my only issue is again, it sort of seemed like once Boston knew, like kind of as you alluded to, Brian, like once Boston knew he was a part of the series. In game six and seven, he was he was fairly non-factor to me. Um, game seven especially, he hit the first three that he took, and then that was about it for his contributions the rest of the game. He provides some rim defense at the Bucks. Need, that's, though. that's what they desperately need. They need someone in the middle who can protect the rim and be a presence. And I'm so desperate for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like uh, like you're gonna keep touting an, fine, a, an yeah. average an average backup yeah. center looks. Every- I mean, I was out there. I was the one who was out there. I was like, you know. Tyler Zeller's not too bad, you know, because the Bucks Just have yourself into yeah, the Bucks have like Stockholm syndrome us into thinking that like any center that can play is like a, somehow like the answer. John I mean, Henson's baby hook, it's coming yeah. along. I really like, <laughs> Great. It. I really like yeah, it's oh, lefty. When you're is paying, right left handed. I don't even when, know. when you're paying, like, I do twenty five million to centers that that no. can't grab a rebound. You know, uh, anything looks good. But I, I, I'd rather. I mean, this is damning with faint praise, but I'd have no problem with Thon being either the starting or backup center next year and, and kind of figure out if it meant anything. You're not paying him yet. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of my thought. Right. Is I'd, I'd rather pay him $2 million to try to figure it out than to pay John Henson $11 million to, to know what it is. <laughs> so I mean, I was ready I was ready before this series, and uh, they've heard it. You guys have heard it from me that he's done. Forget it. Move on. Turn the page. Now I'm just at the point where I'm like, okay, maybe one more Look, one more chance. He deserves to be on an NBA roster. One he, more he time. He didn't really much. get a fair shake this season. During the regular season, he just didn't play. He had a huge minutes in the first half of the year. Yeah, I was going to say. Those, those disappeared then. Yeah. yeah. But that was, that was also because Prunty, once Prunty took over, he was coaching to win now at any cost. Yeah, that's true. Player, right. player development took a back seat because Prunty couldn't afford to do player development. Because it's an interim role, so you have like there's no. Well, you know, we didn't play, we didn't win many games, but you know, I played the young guy. Like that's not going to get you your next job. Yeah. So he had to go right. out there and try to win, and I I understand his part of it as well. Um, so I guess yeah, I mean, other than other than the coaching search and the Jabari the the looming Jabari decision, is there any what what's what are some other final thoughts you have on the Bucks? Any if you're rebuilding the bench, any anything along those lines? What's What's I guess what what are what are the, the the finishing touches you'd put on this Bucks roster, Gino? Definitely number one. I get back to they need a rim protector rebound. They get killed on the board. Second shots by uh, the team is just a plague on this team. You know they allow so many second shots. They need a rim protector. Somebody who doesn't need the ball, doesn't want to be uh, part of the you know has to score, can just protect the rim and rebound. And I guess that brings us back to. Larry Sanders. Can we bring Larry him Sanders. Sanders. That's where this going. Larry Sanders. Get I was, Larry Sanders I was, off the weed. All, all, all that it was making me think about was those midseason DeAndre Jordan trade rumors. And I was yeah. just like, man, hmm, that sure. We should have made that trade. Yeah, I was like, he sure checks off all those boxes. Um, Larry Sanders has to have run out of Dragon Ball Z episodes to watch by now. <laughs> no, right? He's watching see, all the different versions. And so. he finally found out that seven foot is too tall to be a good skateboarder. So. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's what they need. A coach and a rim protector. Yeah, I'd really, and also I'd like some more. I think this is any team, but I'd, I'd like some more bench shooting. Shooting. Um, yeah. I feel like I feel like your second unit nowadays has Tony to basically Snow. be a playmaker and a bunch of shooters. Tony Snow, I'm it. Yep, you need something. You need you need some more reliable shooters. Um, and they need more three. Yeah, absolutely, they need to surround Giannis with some three pointers. Yep. Three pointers. 
That's his weakness. So I mean, I would really like yep. it. Yeah, I would really. I would, a second, a second unit lineup where it was like just Giannis and like a bunch of like three point shooters LeBron. would be super fun. Yeah, Yanni and, and three point shooters. Yep. I say you got to bring in uh, Michael Beasley. Oh boy! Bring him home. Best player on the Knicks. Bring bees in the SpongeBob SquarePants unit. If you would, if you would bring back Beasley and Sanders, weed sales in Milwaukee would go up. <laughs> it'd be enough. It'd be enough to push it over the line for legalization. I think they wow. track weed sales. Oh, oh, who's this? Oh, look at this. We have, we have, wow, we have, we have another guest, Trey, Trey, Trey Montuano, popping in. Montuano's. Cream City crash in the podcast. <laughs> my goodness, my goodness. All right. Also, I'll say one last final thing for my personal wish list. I, I hope that the Bucks uh, allow Jason Terry to not have to play minutes next year. Cause what if they just make him a coach? I don't. What if they should make him the logo? Yeah, because <laughs> uh, Jason Terry shouldn't have to play twenty five minutes a night at, at it's age forty one. How much he was playing? Wait, what it's, if Jason Terry took over as the new Bango? Because the current Bango sucks. <laughs> <laughs> He's horrendous. That's actually yeah, that's, the, that's a new number one. We need a new Bango because that. that's my number one. New stadium. Yeah. I need a new mascot that can actually do stunts. Yeah, because the old Bango was was a maniac, and this current one just not. He just rides a Harley. It's not cut. It's not cut. <laughs> he revs the engine at yeah. center court. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not gonna just, do it for me. They could just transition Jason Car- Terry to those guys that jump off the trampoline and do sweet dunks. <laughs> rim rockers. The rim rockers. Yeah, of course, of course. Jason Terry's knees can't handle that. <laughs> All right, Gino. Any final thoughts on before we let you go here today? That's it. Uh, I'm just gonna leave you guys with the thought that when you get into your NBA draft talk. No matter what Trey or B tell you, you never draft long snappers and punters. <laughs> you weren't a fan of the fifth round punter? Okay. All no. Right. So for that reason, he gets a B to B minus for me. Not oh my B gosh, it's a B minus now? It was like a D minus. Like, I mean, good I, teams I might don't give punt. give him a full solid B. But it, you Come up to the B plus. Come on up you, to the B plus. I'm with, I'm with you, Gino. Good teams I, don't I punt. Wanted, I wanted more defensive... I, Use those selections on the defense, on, man. Boy. Wait, we drafted two corners with the first two picks. Somebody cut him off. So we have we have on record that drafting punters equals bad. I think we can safely say there. So even worse, even worse, drafting long snappers. <laughs> but I mean, they're a battery. They have to have chemistry. How else? How else do you? How else do you develop that if you're not in rookie minicamp together? <laughs> I don't Great. know. <laughs> it's very, you'll see. You'll all see. Thanks, so, again, thanks, yes. Thank you, Gino. Thank you, thank you for thanks. joining us. Again, that was our, our guest, Gino Montuano. Thank you for joining the Jabronis here at Jabroni Sports today. Next time we'll talk weed and sports with Gino. Yeah, I say we were, we were just about to get there. Uh, we didn't Damn quite it. make the cut. Fuck. <laughs> now we can start swearing. Yeah, right. Right? Dad's gone. Yeah. <laughs> Well, hey, Trey. How's it going? Pretty good. Did I miss any Becky Hammond talk? You no. did not. You oh, did not. Sweet, sweet, um, sweet. What about Dwayne Casey? Since uh, nope. we didn't know, didn't miss that either. It was just we, we've been very Buck centric thus far, other than that That's that brief that brief divergence into uh, long snappers and punters. I just got one question: When you're looking at Dwayne Casey coaching on the sidelines, and he's not talking or yelling at his players, does he look like a sad clown that just washed <laughs> off his makeup? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's what it looks like. I mean, I thought you were gonna say he's like the sales manager at Don Don Mitchell Subaru and Racine. Do you think he just knew that his team overachieved and there was no way they could do this in the playoffs? The the year we're going, my ass gonna get. (laughs) I think Dwayne Casey. Yeah, Dwayne Casey's like a smart enough guy to know that like this was it too. Like as he's getting coach of the year, like. Well, if I uh, if I don't beat LeBron though, this isn't really it's not gonna well, mean a pre- lot. His pressers right? were you know evident enough where he was just like, 
what are we supposed to do? Yeah, like, well... LeBron, I, LeBron, LeBron, LeBron. I tried, but LeBron had a true shooting percentage of 71% in the series, so, <laughs> like, we're not... Tough shit, man, he I guess. He doesn't have anyone that matches up against him. No, they, he, oh, and they, they, they tried everything, man. Like, honestly, in that series, like, I, I watched, like, they threw different guys at him, like... They they tried doubling him. They tried forcing him to shoot jumpers, and LeBron would just hit fadeaway twenty five footers on him and laugh his way down the court. Like That's starting to get ridiculous. The, the fadeaway, the, pe- mean, the for that like he's working on it in the second round of the playoffs. He's out there showing off his like his like his project shot no, in the second round of the playoffs. Like yeah, here's this new thing I've been doing. These aren't like Jordan fadeaways either. These are like mega. He's going. It's like more of a, feet It's more of a dirk. Yeah, it's more of a dirk fadeaway where it's unblockable because he jumps backwards to do it. Like he's like springing. Away from the defender, he's got to learn the leg kick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Johnny, you should teach him. I'll teach him. I got the Dirk shot down. But yeah, it's, it was absolutely you incredible. It, but you got the. Floor <laughs> <down>. <laughs> well, he's a professional basketball. Yeah, He'll he's. Be able to make it. I mean, I'm I'm pretty good, but technically <laughs> proficient, but it's missing the finishing touch. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> he the the motion is repeatable. He's got that part down. Um, but no, we haven't really talked about any of those things. I mean, so yeah. I think... Uh, Welcome, Trey. Yeah. Thank you, first guys. Time we've I'm had happy a full, to be here. A full broat in a while. Yeah, a full broat. A, fr- a full what? The full broat. Full broat. Oh, the full broat. Like a full, full broat. You, you never watched Dr. Steve Broat? No. I have a broat. Congratulations on the birth of... Uh, Little Leo. Yes, Thanks. that's right. Congratulations. Congratulations. Mazel tov. Thank you, fellas. Dad Thank times you. two. Double dad mode. Double dad. Double, double dad. Double, double, double dad mode. Wow. Now I have a double dad bod. <laughs> now you have a family big enough for family double dare. Yeah, oh, that's true. Somehow oh. I feel like Gonzo's going to get to the minivan talk with that's... me. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just get it out of the way. I mean, really, now. No, you told me you get an SUV. <laughs> I get it. People <laughs> respect you so much more on the road when you I've have a minivan. I've already given my opinion. I don't need to jam at home. <laughs> oh, hey, there's a minivan. Let him go through. <laughs> He's busy. <laughs> you get one of those baby on board stickers? Yeah. <laughs> I think people just, it's more just like people are like, that person's already dead inside. Like, let them, just let them have this today. Wait a minute, what are you trying like, to say? That's, that's, that guy's got a lot going on. Yeah, this person, this person's been awake since 4 a.m. Let him go through in the minivan, for the love it's of God. It's 4 a.m. <laughs> I must have two kids. Uh, I was envisioning coming here and having like a Q&A session with me. With you, yeah. Um, like, you want us like to, I'm your guest for like. Do you 10 want us minutes? to? Do you want us to interview you? Yeah, like we did to Gino. Sweet. Yeah, all right, we can do that. I mean, you're, 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 can I ask you fantasy football questions? Yeah, you, yeah. You did you ask Gino fantasy football questions? No, God, no. Oh my God, that would have been terrible. <laughs> you should have done it then. Yeah, no, we only I got. I don't watch fantasy football. <laughs> I'm like that, you don't watch it. No one does that. That's not how it works. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. That's just called NFL Red Zone. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. my favorite Seriously. channel. That is the fantasy football channel. I turned that on at his house once and he was so pissed off. Really? He's like, Can I just watch one game? <laughs> I compared- Stop flipping back and forth. I'm like, I'm not, it's the same channel. <laughs> I compared the real draft to a fantasy football draft oh, to Gino yeah. once, and oh, no. he just dressed me down, dude. He's oh, like, I no. hate people that talk about fantasy football. I don't care about your fantasy football team. I don't care about fantasy football. It's not. It doesn't compare. It doesn't make any sense. It's just because he doesn't understand it. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I mean, that is true. I'm pretty you sure. You should make him join a league. People, people, he won't do it. People usually have that reaction about things that they don't understand. G baby over there is pretty against fantasy. Yeah, yep. Johnny doesn't like fantasy he, he football is, either. He is his father's son. Johnny doesn't understand it either. Not your guy. What are you drafting unicorns? I don't care. Whatever. <laughs> I just want to watch one game. <laughs> Dragon Ball Z. That's a fantasy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're a Bengals fan though. I feel like you need something else. Like that's why I do it. I need uh, something to offset that. When like, my team loses on Sunday, it's the best to get my mind off. Right, exactly. Yep. 
Johnny, what, what are you looking Jackson at? But then all, the sudden, yeah, then all of a sudden you're like, all right, let's go AB. Like, like yeah. uh, out here, like, yeah, let's go. All right. I think the Bengals were graded out as having a really poor draft as well. I would agree. I think it was, was like or average draft. Yeah, it was poor. I mean, they took a center in the first round, and he wasn't even really like a first round grade at all. So, Trey, who's your all right, poor let's, start? Let's start with the questions. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Let's, let's who's go. your favorite wide receiver out of the draft? Yeah, let's go. Let's, mm. let's just go. Let's just ask Trey okay. questions about the NFL draft. Okay. <laughs> all right, let's do it. I'm into it. Uh, let's do like a 10 minute session. Yeah, we got it, Johnny. Put it on the clock. Okay. Clock starting now. Ding, 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 ding. Ding, 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 ding. Um, no, I really like Ding, ding. It's easy, but I really like uh, <laughs> Brian and I talked about it before the draft. I really like Calvin Ridley. He didn't really have a quarterback at Alabama that was even halfway decent, and he still produced. And I was kind of secretly hoping the Packers might take him. All right. Rapid fire, guys. Let's go. I, say, I like Calvin Ridley. My favorite wide receiver in this draft, though, is DJ Moore. Yeah, DJ Moore, solid, yeah. too. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I thought he was really, really good at Maryland, and I think he's in a good situation to, to su- succeed very quickly. Trey, how do you feel about Equinemus St. Brown? Um, Is that his name? Equiminarius? I, I don't know. know yep. He speaks Equimus. German, French, and English, I heard? Or I, Spanish? I was, I was, I saw, I've seen even on like fantasy football sites that he is uh, referred to shorthand as EQ St. Brown. Okay. I think Which, it's Equinemius. I think that's Equinemius. That's what I've heard. I've heard with, yeah. I don't know much about him. I just hope that one of those receivers is good. If two I, of them are good, that's a miracle. If one of them are good, that's a big win. I thought, James, I like Jamon Moore. I thought that EQ St. Brown was a steal, though. I he like was a top ten yep. rated out wide receiver yep. in the draft, taking the seventh round. Yep, exactly. Now, All I know is I definitely I, love because I his dad is supposedly the Lavar Ball of football. Yeah, yep. I heard about but that. But I kept, too. I kept because I kept watching on day three. I'm like, that's he's, about right he's, for a wide receiver. Yeah, I was like, he's got to go soon because he was one of my favorite wideouts, and he was kind of like on my like radar for for guys to like be watching this like, next year. And all of a sudden, it's in the sixth he, round, he, and I'm like. He still hasn't gone. Like, can someone draft this guy? Like, what is going on? Well, Jamon yeah. Moore was the 37th rated yep. wide receiver. And he was a fifth rounder. And I like, I like, like I said, I like Jamon Moore, but like EQ was like one of the guys that I was like, this guy could be really good. Well, every time the Packers picked, when they picked Jamon Moore and then they picked um, Valdez Scantling or whatever his yeah, name yeah. is, both I times the too. experts were like, yeah, I was following on Twitter. They were like, yeah, those are decent picks, but. Why not EQ? Yep, and then he's I'm still like, there. Like. And then they drafted him with that last wide receiver pick, and I'm like, oh, well, they do like him as well. But why were those guys picked before him, you know? I think they I, just picked a bunch of lottery tickets, and they're hoping one will hit. Yep. What yep. I do like about all three of those picks is they're all 6'4", six, 6'5", six, and they all run like 4'4", four, 40s. Four, yeah. So I, I'm not with that. Aaron Rodgers will get you the ball. You just got to catch it. The Packers wide receiver situation is, is going to be a lot of fun because, yeah, you have Devontae Adams, and then you have a lot of competition, and I really like it. Yeah. I think, I think it's going like to be a Allison. I think it's going to be a fun camp too. battle. It's going to yeah. be feisty with those corners too. Yeah, there's a lot. Alexander they, they, and uh, Jackson. They created a lot of competition, and they also the the other part is like they created depth, especially for corner. I feel like you always are losing corners as the season yeah. goes on because of how physical that position is. I um, absolutely love the Packers draft. I don't care if they I'll draft say, you guys were out saying long yeah, snapper. exactly. You guys are out saying bees. I feel like anytime you get, if you look at the draft, even fuck it, who cares? Get rid of the long snapper and the punter, and you just looked at the rest of the players. And they then, drafted both, and then yeah. yeah, but then but then you <laughs> back but back then back you remember oh, we, also, we also have a first round pick, an additional first round pick next year. I don't know how you can give that draft anything less. Uh, like, I think like they got three first round picks. They drafted Jair Alexander. They got Josh Jackson, who was 
supposed to be at the end of the first all, round. I love Josh Jackson. And they got a first round pick next year. Like yep. you're saying, so they got three first round picks. Basketball. It's all the uh, old guys, Big Mark and Gino. They don't care about next year. We gotta win this year. Well, <laughs> okay. And your long snapper, you took in the seventh round, and you had twelve picks. Like, yeah, exactly. So who cares about the long snapper? There's Let's a, just take that one off. When you have that many picks, you don't necessarily have room for twelve new guys to make your roster from right. year to year. You the know, Packers went through three long snappers last season. Right. So why not go get one that you know is worth something? That's right. what I'm saying too. Is what I said. Said before was to to my dad was that they drafted a long snapper in what the seventh round, seventh round. Yeah. and how many and guys don't picks. even make the team in the Se- seventh round? Seventh rounders uh, make uh, seventh rounders have a worse hit rate than undrafted free agents. And I guarantee you that long snapper is going to make the team. Yeah, I mean and they already cut the punter. Bigger, they already cut Vogel. Yeah. So my man, bigger it, issue is with the punter. Started. Fifth round. Why do you punter. need? A, why do you need a punter? If you're good, you're not like they haven't real. had a dependable punter since John Ryan. And yeah. John Ryan's still punting. I mean, that guy was a good punter. Since then, they've had guys that have good times, bad stretches. You don't know. This was the guy they went to the best college program in the country, and they got the best punter from the best coach that found this guy himself. Saban pan-picked this guy. This guy's booming 73-yard punts, 65-yard punts. He's got a huge leg, great hang time. It's something where it's like this has been a problem. Not a problem, but it's been a bit of a bugaboo. It's a fifth-round pick. You had 12 picks. I'm not so mad at it. It's not like you went to UTEP to find UTEP's punter. Right. You know, I'm not you got mad Alabama's at punter. You right. at least went to the best program and got the best punter. Which, this is a total aside, but I feel like if you're a punter, Alabama's the last place I'd want to go to showcase my skills. Yeah. Because, um, like, your, your, like, highlight tape is probably, like, three punts. There's probably, like, three times that Alabama was pinned deep and had to punt, so you could really, like, uncork one. His Although, national championship game, what was that? I think it was two years ago. He did. He, he flipped, set all sorts uh, of records. He flipped the field a couple times in he's that like game six, for sure. He's six, six, that he's guy. Six, five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, six, he's five. Long punter. So maybe he can have some, you Field know, position is important in football. Yeah, it is. Okay, it, it absolutely, okay. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, absolutely thanks. Is. I don't. Thanks, Gino. I don't agree. Gino. <laughs> thanks, Gino Jr. <laughs> the Denver Broncos won a Super Bowl because they had a good defense. I just want to watch one game. I just want to watch one game. Stop flipping it. All right, what else you guys got? Who are some of your other favorite Favorite skill position guys from this draft. What do you what do you think about the quarterback situations? Who's in the best position to succeed and who has the hardest road to go? Ooh. Tony Romo. I think the best position to succeed would be Josh Rosen. I, I agree. Yeah. I, like I, I just I, I love like, Rosen I like to begin Josh with. And I like I like uh I Arizona's team. That and Sam Bradford's gonna get hurt by like week three. And I think what was the other <laughs> he's already hurt. Yeah. What was the other question? And then who who has the hardest road to go to to find success uh, from the rookie quarterback class? Mm. For a first-round rookie quarterback class, well, I mean, you know, Kyle Kyle Oletta might have a tough time winning the Giants' job, but you know, I would I would say Baker Mayfield, but I don't think he's going to be the starter right away. I think Tyrod Taylor will get the nod. I would assume so. And then, uh, yeah. um, so after that, I'm going to go with my boy, who I said was the best quarterback when we talked about the draft earlier, um, Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. He's in New York. There's a lot of pressure in New York, and he's probably going to be the starter. Yeah. What he's going to get Luke thrown Falk? into it, and he doesn't have very good receivers either. Well, what about Josh Allen? If Josh Allen, because Josh Allen could actually win that God's starting a racist. job. racist. Him and JJ Reddick should live together. Because <laughs> Josh Allen might actually be the Bills' starting quarterback, and I don't think he's anywhere near. Ready. I don't know. They really like that guy the that Bills, they. Who are the Bills' skill position? They really yeah. like. They really like that quarterback that McCoy. they started over Tyrod Taylor and threw five oh, picks the in Pe- the first half or whatever. Nathan it was. Peterson, the Peter Man, Peterman. <laughs> they clearly know the what they're doing. Over there. Oh my god! They made the playoffs somehow. That, that is true. Like, they tried to Tyrod though. Taylor, who they hate, and traded immediately after the season, and then like Zay Jones, who looked like a bust last year, like. They traded for Calvin Benjamin, who sucked. Like they like, and they like. And at the end Jordan of the year, you're like, oh, and the Bills are in the playoffs. I guess I don't know how who, they beat nine teams. Really, like, uh, yeah, the Chargers are like 
so much more talented than the Bills, and it's like just win games, San Diego. Oh, Los the Chargers yeah, have down, been the, a- down the stretch. Yeah, the Ravens and the, and the Chargers, like all you guys got to do is go like two and two the last four, and you're you're good to go. And like, no, they just both just crap down their pants. Like, the Chargers have been the randomest team in the NFL for the past three years. <laughs> Even it's longer than that. So yeah, up and down. Yeah, from week to week, oh. you don't know what you're gonna get. Phil from that. Rivers lives down eight. <laughs> 37 <laughs> seconds, gotta go 80 yards. That's like screaming at people. Dream over. One time out. It's Groundhog Day for Phil Rivers every Sunday. <laughs> he, he gets himself oh. in those positions. He, he wants to be. Sometimes he, he's lucky to have yeah. one time out. A lot of times it's like, oh, God, dude, we gotta do this with no time He burned them all in the third quarter. He, right. want, he wants to stretch <laughs> that game out as with long release. as possible so he doesn't have to go home to his 15 kids <laughs> or whatever he has. With his bolo time. <laughs> That's so why I was calling the first time out like 11 minutes ago in the third quarter. Like, shoot! Time out! <laughs> Dang it! You guys are idiots. Come on! Where's Jake Peavy? Like, There's a in my boots. <laughs> Line up! Gold dang snake in my boots! <laughs> oh, my God. Anyways. Anyways, uh, how much time? You got any, you got any time? Can you, can you field one more? You got to yeah, go? let's what do one we more. Got? We got one more. Uh, NBA? NBA? Yeah, who's... <laughs> Who's your pick for the Bucks coach? Who do you who do you want? Yeah, good question. Who do you want? Who do you think it'll be? Can I do okay, who do I want and who do, okay. Let's see if he answers this like his dad. Um I want Mike Budenholzer. Okay. Uh, who do I think who do I think it'll be? Why? I, I feel like he Explain had, your answer. Yeah. <laughs> Show work. Well he obviously he obviously came from a good re- background in San Antonio, which is common with a lot of coaches around the NBA because I think the Bucks are interviewing three coaches? Three, from? three pop disciples if you don't include Budenholzer. Uh, okay, so, really so four. four. Yeah. Uh, he he took that Atlanta team pretty far with not a whole lot. What did he have? Jeff Teague. Paul Millsap. Paul Millsap. Al Horford. Al yep. Horford, superstar. Yep. That was the big three. That and that had. was about it. Yep, and they won 60 games. But Jeff Teague is garbage. Yeah, Jeff Teague's not that great. Al I mean, Horford's pretty solid. No, but I'm, I, for that for a team with those being your three best players to win sixty games, I think yeah, it says a lot for the coach. And they still have sure. Josh. Smith? Yeah, and they might have. That's Johnny's favorite player. Uh, I, don't, I don't think they did once. They were like really good. I think he was in China. Yeah, but um, they uh, that that team that he coached last year though was awful, and no. he got fired, and they didn't even have one one player that would start on any other NBA team. Schroeder might. Uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe. maybe, maybe he'd start he'd, for the he'd Bucks. Start on the Bucks. Yep, exactly. I'd say I, think, I, I would think. start Dennis Schroeder in a second on the Bucks. Yep. Take him. But I, I think not hesitate. I think Budenholzer has what it takes to bring that team together, and he ha- and he has what it takes to get him to play defense. That's I didn't get in. I, did, I was gonna bring that up with uh, Gino, but I I, did, I got sidetracked. But yeah, that's my biggest thing is he's a defense guy, and I think he could make the Bucks play really solid defense and in the playoff series and for the Bucks in general. Uh, their offense flowed much better when they're getting stops and they're creating turnovers and they're able to like the Bucks are a super fun team to watch in transition mm-hmm. and they're also the Unless worst. The, they're also the worst team to watch in the half court though. Yeah, like it's so hard because you get like oh man, Giannis and you're running and it's fun and then in the half court you're like who are these guys? Like what am I watching? Like this is horrible. He'll have them. He'll have them using that athleticism on D. I think. Yep, for sure. I, and they go and get a big man. That'd be awesome. Yep, and that's what I. That's that's who I would want as well. Uh, what am I dead say? List. He said he wants the next Brad Stevens. Yeah, he didn't give us a name. That's very generic. Yeah. <laughs> I want the next Brad Stevens too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Everyone does. Yeah, that's what. <laughs> the God he, said, that's the billion dollar question. Task like, dust with. Who is that guy? Yeah, yeah. Who <laughs> is that guy? Should have a drop for that. Yeah. Who Who is that no, guy? No, but who I think Jeopardy. Who I think the Bucks will pick is uh, Monty Williams. Oh man, I really don't want Monty. Williams. I've heard a lot of talk about Monty for the past two years in Milwaukee. I know. And Gary Wolfel is uh, pretty pretty uh, 
confident that Does Monty Williams sort of could have that, that No, that makes me confident that it won't happen because Gary Wolfel's hit rate is like 10% on his, like, <laughs> on his like predictions. He'll probably he's block, supposed to be the insider. He'll probably block me on Twitter. He'll somehow, because he's so petty. But yeah, um, Mitch, Mitch, who used to write for Basketball, he said Gary would basically just like see things online and then like regurgitate them as like his like opinion, like takes. And he'd like talk to him during games, like, "Did you hear blah blah blah?" And Mitch is like, "Yes, I also have Twitter." Um, so like, <laughs> little stew guts and everything. And then Gary was on the score this past week and was basically because like they're like, "What do you think?" Like blah, blah blah. They asked him about the coaching search on the score, and he's like, "What do you guys think?" Oh yeah, he was terrible. Yeah, on they're the like, score, they're actually. like, "Well, you're the fucking guest. Like you're the expert here. Like we're asking you basically." Um, so I don't put much stock in it, but yeah, Monty Williams, man. Where there's smoke, there's fire, and I feel like for that, like you said, the last two years there's been. Yeah. <laughs> he uh he did he did coach the Pelicans to uh the playoffs. Yeah. With not a whole lot. No, I mean besides Anthony well, Davis. Yeah. But yeah. I was say, that's yeah. <laughs> I, I, think guys, uh, I don't know. Monty Williams, great guy though. I mean yeah, I don't he's need gone a, through some tough stuff. I don't, I don't need a great guy though. Like, no, I hear you. <laughs> I don't need a guy to have a beer with. I need a yeah. guy who can coach a basketball team. Right, that's kinda where I'm at. Like I as hear. harsh as that sounds, but I do I do think that Becky Hammond won't get a fair shake though. Um what do you mean, like won't get a fair shake? Like Let's I think they'll they're bringing her in to interview her for you know Eden's and um, it's good. Other guy's name. It's good publicity. Lazary. It's, good. Lazary. It's, it's really good PR. Yeah. It's, it's good, good PR. So I think it's almost like insulting PR because no one from the it second row be. of a basketball team's bench, regardless of gender, has ever gotten had an interview right. for a head coaching position. No one without any previous head coaching basketball experience has ever gotten this. So this looks like a token kind of like pity interview. I don't think there's any serious consideration for her being actually hired. Yep. I think she should be interviewed when she puts in her dues, like any other coach would have to do. But right now, they're just kind of taking her out of the back row of the bench saying, hey, you know, this is going to look really good in the papers if we interview the Becky Hammond. She's like, like, exactly. She's like the third or fourth, like, assistant on the Spurs. So, like, for the, to well, assume that she'd be, like, the best head, I don't know, it's just weird. Does anything change because she was a professional basketball player? Like, does that have a factor in it? Because it would if it was an NBA player. An NBA player would definitely get I think a that, look. that just adds this, to her this list would, of credentials. This would be, like... Yeah, for sure, but I'm favorite. saying, does that... Does that offset her not having, not being as high up on the coaching pedigree In my or whatever? Opinion, I don't think so. This is how I would equate it. This to me would be like if you were interviewing like Jawan Howard for as your head coach. I would be saying the same thing. Like why? Like why not? Like that's no, not, they haven't been a coach very long. Like Becky Hammond retired from the WNBA what like four years ago. Like she hasn't been a coach in general for very long at all. Um, and I think we're kind of seeing now that like the the straight out of like playing coaching hires are a pretty mixed bag. Like it was, it was like oh, like it look, you know, it was shiny and new, and now it's like, well, a lot of these guys are fired. <laughs> like a lot of them aren't coaching anymore. Derek hey, Fisher's gone. Jason did, Kidd's gone. Like, did uh, Tyler Tyron Luke come from the second yeah, uh, second yeah, row? Tyron, Tyron, another one. <laughs> LeBron like, grabbed him and threw oh, him hey, in the coach's chair. Hey, let's not forget about Earl Watson, okay? Earl Watson, Earl Watson fired, fired, fired as well. Another like quick to the quick I'm to the Chauncey Billups could come from the booth to the coach's no, chair. Well, I'm not saying Becky Hammond couldn't do the job or that she wouldn't be successful at it. I'm just saying that. I think they're accelerating her purely oh, for the press. For yeah. sure. I think she's oh, got sure. skill, I but I don't she think might she has totally any real chance there. of actually getting this job, though. I think they're just doing it for the headlines. It reeks to me. Uh, it, it smells like a Rooney rule. 
interview in the NFL when they Absolutely. bring in, like the token black guy that they have to interview. It, feel, it feels like that because now she's going to be known as the first ever woman to be interviewed, right? And, it was, and now the Bucks and it was, can hang that for the yep. next hundred years that we were the progressive franchise that first interviewed a woman. Yeah, yep. they can do five years ago on this day. The Milwaukee right. Bucks were the first right. franchise to right. interview a woman. Look how cool we are. Look at us uh, now. Yeah. Well, if you look at what the local news, there's a Milwaukee Journal Sentinel article about how she's she's not ready. The timing is... I'm like, dude... Whoever wrote that article, genius. Yeah. <laughs> Real creative. Yeah. Yeah. Are they interviewing Ittore Messina? Uh, I thought they were, but I haven't seen him actually interview yet. With um, That would be a good interview. He was uh, he was pretty high on my list, and I, I thought he did a good job with when Pop went out in the playoffs. Yeah. I thought he had them... They played They played their asses off the rest. Like, they won that game at home, and they like and got game five for a team down 3-1 against like the best team in the league. They played them forty eight minutes hard. Like that but was a they, really might, they were playing for pop though. to an extent, but Messina still got to like steer the ship. You yeah. know, like you got to you got to at least do that. Hey, um, you got some guys on there that don't need steering. Don't forget sure. about David Blatt. David Blatt. <laughs> David Blatt is getting an interview. Like he's couldn't freeze. Some people think he's got like the LeBron elixir or something, like because he spent time around him. Because oh, he because he made LeBron not very good, so he can do it when he plays against him. <laughs> <laughs> he was the only person who slowed down LeBron. Maybe oh, he can man. do it from the other bench. What a terrible coaching hire by the Cavs. Yeah, you know. Well, yeah, that Cavs. Was, Cavs didn't exactly fired followed good. up though by hiring like you know the fucking uh, Red Auerbach or anything. Tell me the last well, that was the good Cavs coach hire. they had. Cleveland. You're saying Cleveland, the last yeah. good coach they had? Oh, yeah. Ugh, it's uh, been a while. I'd say Lenny Wilkins. And Ooh, man, we're going, we're going yeah. 90s. Yeah, we're going back to the 90s then. All right, I'll give you that. Yeah. <laughs> you weren't a big Mike Brown fan? No. I think Mike Brown is trash. <laughs> yeah, absolutely he not. He got another job after that. He yeah. sure did. Yeah, I mean. All right, that's it for me, fellas. Well, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having it. me. Best of luck. And, uh... Happy well, Mother's Day. That was our guest. Let, let's get you before we before we get you out of here. Let's get you get you your Twitter handle shout out out there. Trey At Trey Montuano. Do you want me to spell it again, spell Gonzo? It. I know T R E M A N T U A N O. Boom! That just flows. That's got good rhythm. Flow, that's yeah. bars. That's bars. All right. Thanks, Trey. Thank you, guys. All right. So let's talk. Uh, let's 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 get outside of the box a little bit here for a second. Outside of the box, I get let's, the yeah, let's, I let's, get the junk. Let's, let's get it up. Let's, let's, okay, calm down. You're having what kittens, jokester. Yeah, you're having kittens over there. Um, let's, uh, let's 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 break down the conference finals. We've kind of kind of talked about the playoffs at large a little bit, um, but uh, we got we got ourselves a pretty pretty interesting pair of conference finals. I think um, Boston versus Cleveland probably not the series that most anticipated. Um, and then you have Houston versus Golden State, which I think is very much the series everyone anticipated. I, I, I agree, but I'm worried. I'm worried the Warriors might just sweep Houston. I uh, I I like the Rockets a lot. I think the Rockets are a very good team. I definitely um, think they can get one. Yep, <laughs> I was gonna say because I, I they can get I, one. I think I think especially because they have home court. I uh, I think I think the Rockets win a game, probably game one or two, and uh, like that, one will probably be their best chance. Fans yep. are gonna be fired up. They haven't figured each other out yet. Yep, if they're hot, maybe they can make a bunch of threes. But I'm looking at these matchups. Who's guarding Kevin Durant? The matchups are brutal. Who's, who's you can, doing that? Trevor Ariza? Yeah, that's the yeah, one. For yep, sure. that's, that's the one. It, it has to be. That still yep. is like nobody guarding him. Yeah, it's, you know, I know. Like, Trevor I know how good Trevor Ariza is at defense, but it don't matter. Yeah, it's not going to like stop him. And then who's guarding Clay Now, who's, Eric Gordon? Who's, who's Harden guarding? Yeah, I know. Thompson? It's, it's I know. The matchups are Chris tough. Paul might actually be able to affect Curry a little. The only because um, they start Ariza and PJ Tucker, so the the Rockets do start two so good wing defenders. Green. 
Draymond's PJ probably playing Tucker? center, right? So it'd be Clint Capella because if they're if they're Clint's starting the if they're starting the death lineup, which they've been doing, yeah. Um, the Hamptons five. The Hamptons okay. five. Come on, guys. But yeah, if they're doing that, I think I, Clint Capella can guard Draymond Green. Though I'm not worried about that matchup. No, not at all. Yeah. Okay. I don't. That doesn't. Clint Capella's a pretty athletic big to like recover and be still. So they got Draymond handled. Yeah, they can do that, and I, like I said, I, I, I think I think that Tucker and and Ariza can at least handle to an extent. You can get your your Clay and Durant matchups at least covered, and then for the guards, uh, Chris Paul is going to have to have the series of his life on Steph Curry, and you're going to have to just find someone to guard someone else, and kind of just hope you get away with it. Like, I, I, like because the secondary guard for the Rockets is never really a defender. It's you know, Eric Gordon's Eric not Gordon, yeah. not going to lock you up. I mean, who? But just who's Harden? I mean, I can't wait to watch Harden this series. He's going to be scrutinized hard because if he loses, it's probably going to be on him for the majority of it. And who's he going to be guarding? That's just going to be torching him. Because if it's Clay Thompson, I mean, that's, that's barbecue. Chicken. He's got to guard Iggy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think well, you. Could, <clears throat> I think you could hide him, him on Iggy. Yeah. You can hide him on Iggy. Um, <clears throat> I think he has to guard like Quinn Cook uh, when the second unit comes in. Um, Sean Livingston, when when that when that lineup's in, how is Sean Livingston still on that team? Man? I, he still he still fills know, a role I though. He, I think he's so I think he's perfect for that team. Don't yeah, you're wrong, but I feel like he could be getting paid to play somewhere else. He he could have. I think he chose that he'd rather just be successful Wait, than cash no. in. Yeah, because I think two or three years ago when he was a free agent, they they took care of him all right though. I think he's getting he got like it was like six or seven million a year. That's he's such making a great backup point guard. Man. Yep. And yep. You can't really shoot from the outside, but nope. you can shoot well enough. <laughs> you can shoot well enough from fifteen. Yeah, he can. Well, and, and he can get to fifteen, twelve on you too. That's yeah, the other thing. He's, he's so able. Long, yeah. He's able to get to those spots pretty easily. I remember how highly touted he was coming out of high school, man. Holy yep. cow! They thought he was going to be LeBron before LeBron. Like, yep. And uh, he's, despite the horrific injury, he's carved out a very nice career. I agree. Um, but that series, it's man, it, you really gotta. There's a whole lot of ifs, ands, and buts if you want to get Houston in it for very long. Yeah, yeah. Um, Chris Paul's probably gonna have to do a lot of forty, ten, and five type games. Uh, Steph Curry or Kevin Durant rolled ankles certainly. Can we talk yep. about the East? Yeah, let's talk about the East. Sure, why not? <laughs> I think the East has the has a better chance I of going too. to the max. Yeah. I do too. Yeah, not, I agree. Not much better, but yeah, I, I still I, think it's in five. Yeah, I mean, you, and I, I think it's Cavs sweeping them. I could see it. Yeah. But I also thought that the Sixers could sweep the Celtics as well. I, I, my prediction Everybody was my prediction was Philly and five. Yeah. My prediction was Philly and five. If I'm being completely honest, I, yeah. you told me it was Bucks and six. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> I do feel better about the Bucks after seeing the Celtics play the Sixers. Yeah, because man, this I, I, I got to tell you who should not be feeling better after that series though is Brett Brown. Because yeah. Brett, Brett Brown, Brown, Brett Brown had a rough series, man. Like some of the late game plays or lack thereof for a lot Philly. Of choking going on. <sighs> A lot of guys, a lot of guys with their hair on fire, a lot of bad shots, a lot of guys taking shots that shouldn't be, a lot of plays to get weird shots like TJ McConnell, twenty footers, and yeah, Brett Brett Brown got exposed, and I think he has to do some some soul searching this off season because uh, Brett Brown showed him how the big boys coach, yeah. and it was rough. It was a rough experience for Brett because they've gotten by largely on just rolling out the more talented team. Um. Back to the conference finals. I'm super impressed with Tatum and Brown. Oh my God! These guys blow me away, man. Oh my God, I'm dude! No, don't forget about the gods, Gary Terry. Okay, <laughs> he's impressed me too, man. But he he made himself some. Money. He impressed me so much in in such a different way because Tatum and Jalen Brown. I'm like, I know these guys are good. Yep. I think they can make a jump. Like Gary Terry, I was just like, I don't even know. He's him. a guy. I don't, I don't know. Even, I, I don't, don't even know it. I'll yeah. take him on 2K, but he can't shoot that well in this, in this 2K. But all of a sudden with the update. <laughs> <laughs> Terry Rozier. Update, updated him for the playoffs. Terry Rozier's an 85 now. Like, yeah. Yeah. 
He's a 78, which is bullshit. That is bullshit, actually. That's, maybe they updated it again, hopefully. So but, does, what do they do with Kyrie? They should ship him out for something. <laughs> I mean, value, you know. Wait, Scary Terry on the cheap. Did you know that Marcus Smart and Scary Terry are free agents? Are they are free agents? Yeah. yeah. They, they, have, they, have, they have some decisions to make, uh, Boston does. I, I don't know how hard they, those decisions are, though, really. So I feel like... You, there's no, there's no wrong answer. Like there's, there's so much talent, there's, there's so many shit, yeah. assets. They have just everything. In but Boston. those two guys could be a nice off the bench combo. They would, but they can still keep one of them because they're and not, who, they're, they're who not do you keep though. That's kind of where sure. I wanted to get. But whoever, whichever one you don't keep, you get to replace with this Kyrie Irving fellow as no. well for next year, and then oh, Gordon, and Gordon, Gordon Hayward comes in out. too. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying like all these like like the Celtics problems are like. And even if you have redundant skill sets, you could. Trade Hayward for something you're missing. Yeah, you're, right. you're talking trading like, because the way it looks now, if you have Kyrie, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Gordon Hayward, Terry Rocher, oh and, like, you have you have like they still don't have LeBron though. Yeah, you, but you but but like yeah, but LeBron can only guard one yeah, guy. Exactly, man. maybe this, two. I don't know, this, man. Sometimes when I watch him, I feel he's guarding everybody, man. But like this isn't the 2013 Hawks. This isn't just like a bunch of good role players. This is like six of like the top thirty players in the league yeah. on one team. We might be looking at like I, I love Tate. That's a diff- we're clo- we're we're closer to like a Warriors like team building than mm-hmm. we are like those Hawks teams or like a Heat team. Like like this is a really really talented team, and they have the best coach in the league, number two at worst. Really, like but maybe currently the best. You know, Pop might have the overall lore and legend, but I yeah, don't know, maybe Stevens is right now the best. Yeah, because I mean, youth must be served at some point, typically. Um, I think it's a super fun series, though. Yeah. I think it's a super fun series. It feels a lot more like the Cavs-Pacers series did than the Cavs-Raptors series. Because um, this this particular version of the Celtics team, they don't really care that LeBron's owned the Celtics in the past. They don't doesn't mean anything to them. Like they yeah. never played them. Like this isn't like Jason Tatum isn't doesn't have these these scars of past defeats. You know, um, I I'll, I'll go out I'll go out on a limb and I'll say this. Unlike last year, I don't think the Celtics lose a game by fifty in this series. <laughs> I can't say that. Definitively. <laughs> yeah, yeah, LeBron sitting twenty seven foot fadeaway is like I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm fine. I mean, I know it's a hot take. It might be controversial, yeah. but I think they keep it within 49 each game. Props <laughs> props to the Celtics for building that team. They blew uh, it up. And they're not done building a team. That's the they other thing. They have, the they have a, king, they kings. They have a yeah. king's pick coming up, man. And they, they busted up their team when they had the big three. They took their assets Early. and they Hold cashed they in uh, draft picks. The Nets gave them the world. The Nets forced yeah. them to break it up. That's true. That's true. But. But it's the they whole gave them like it three through, first. Too late too, yep. you know? right. So maybe if you have a team like the Raptors right now and you have pieces and you're still not going to win it, people are saying keep the Raptors together. Mm-mm. While you got pieces, you might as well cash them in for draft picks and try again. I would argue that they don't. The Celtics didn't have anyone approaching their prime like DeMar DeRozan, though. I wouldn't trade. De, I wouldn't trade DeRozan. Every, trade everything else would be Everything play. else, yeah. yeah. But, but who's the team that's looking at those players saying? Yeah, I, I, I'm going to take these guys, and I'm going to make my shot and my run. There's at. always somebody who'll pick up, like, the a Knicks. Kyle Lowry. Absolutely. <laughs> the Knicks are those dummies. They are those dummies. The Nets. I think I think a Kyle Lowry could for sure make a team do, like, yeah, I think a team would bite on a Kyle Lowry for Is sure. Is he worth the lottery pick, Kyle Lowry? For sure. The, uh, I say by lottery He's pick, an all-star. you're just saying in the top 15? He's an all-star, bro. And, and, and lottery, top, lottery, top 10. I'll okay, say top I'll say 10. lottery picks yeah, are still. then still. I don't like, like Kyle Lowry. I would do... I would do anything that's not top five, probably. Like if you're if you're saying like pick number seven for Kyle Lowry, like yeah, I'll yeah, buy I could, I could buy that. Yeah, exactly. Like the the hit rate, the hit rate once you get outside of the top three in the NBA draft, like yeah. it's pretty. Even si- it's pretty, it's, it's, yeah, it's pretty similar <laughs> from like six through like twenty. 
like within reason. Like, and then the second round is just you throwing darts. But like, yeah, if it's a, if I'm not trading a top three or top five pick, like yeah, I'll probably I'll probably take roll the dice with Lowry if I'm if I'm a contender. Is, you know, if you're rebuilding, it makes no sense. But if you think that you can contend, sure. So do you think the Raptors should bust it up? Bust it up. Together? I lean towards break it up. Bust it up. Bust it up. Because my thing is, the Raptors (laughs) still need to acquire a better superstar. The Raptors have, like, a reverse situation in most teams. I think the Raptors have all of their depth and, like, their benches in place. Like, the Raptors are ready for a superstar. They just don't have one. Yeah. Like, they're ready for, like, a real superstar. Because I love a lot of the other things that they have, but they don't have that guy. I'm going to go against Dwayne Casey right now. Um, How dare you? There's... Come on, man. There's that game. There's that game. when he's down. Yeah, dude, this is no. We're not going to allow this. I think this is in poor taste. Yeah, we're going to skip this. Why was he sitting DeMar DeRozan at the end of the game? I know DeRozan was having a bad game. DeRozan fouled out. No, that no. was that was the other game. Oh, I thought you were talking about the last game. The one before that. Like yeah, he got, he got ejected. When they, when they had a chance, DeRozan sat for the past. The, the, he was benched for the majority of the fourth quarter. Dude, I mean. Well, because they made their run without him, though. That's yeah, true. but even. even a, lot, a, lot that's answer, a lot of coaches do that. A lot of coaches do that. Right, yeah. but even with right. even if you're losing, you go to your best player. Even if he's having a bad game, you've you got to think that he's going to kick out of it. He's going to finally be the superstar that he's going to be. I think I heard a stat that DeMar DeRozan in the three times they've played the Cavs has not made a three-point shot. I could see that, yeah. I mean, and this was supposed to be his thing this year, right? It was three-point shot. Yeah, but, Johnny, to counter that, though, yeah. like the Rockets were doing that in the last series with James Harden. Yeah, but they didn't. They could just sit James Harden. But James Harden wasn't playing well, and they were just like, all right. Yeah, but that. they didn't need him. They didn't need to, like. They knew they were going to win we're no matter the, what. The need part, though, because if you made your whole run without Demar Derozan, yeah, that's that it's was not just that, one game you made it without Derozan. Sure, but that's I mean it's not that uncommon to see coaches be reacting and a play like weird things happen in playoff series. Basically, is what I'm True. saying. Like playoff series, Mike have Miller like, their own. helped win a playoff game. I love Mike Miller. Like Mike that, Miller helped win a playoff game without yeah. a shoe on. <laughs> yeah, like Thonmaker. <laughs> Thonmaker went from not. He playing. didn't get in trouble either, like Marcus Gasol did. Don Maker went from DNP to starting in t- two games in the playoffs. Like Play your weird, stars. weird shit happens in the playoffs. Um, how about the Cavs' second best player being Kyle Corver this year? Dude, how about it? Yeah, about they run the pick and roll with Corver and LeBron, and it's, it's thing of beauty. Deadly. Fairly it's unguardable as long as Kyle Corver's can... got such a quick trigger, man. Yeah, oh, it's so, so fast. Yep. Oh my God. Unbelievable. He has not lost a step in that department whatsoever. Yeah. It's amazing. I'm looking at some of these stats I see on Twitter for these guys the Cavs traded for. Oh. Larry Nance played eight minutes in that series, oh, that Raptors man. series. Um, Clarkson shooting 29%, averaging five points a game. <laughs> Can I say uh, something? No. The Cavs should have never George made. George Hill was important, though. George Hill played yeah. Yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. George but uh, Rodney Hood refused to play in games and come what out of the What was that all about? Yeah, I heard that. That's I can't bad. believe That's how well look. they handled the number one seed with all the pieces they traded for pretty much not contributing on the side of, of Hill. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, LeBron, that's that's what it is. That's how you do it. When's C.D. Osman gonna get out there though and mix it up? He did a little run. Yeah, he was running with the fellas. I want to fellas. see him start though. He was out there with the fellas. He yeah. should start. He should start <laughs> over Jr. Oh, dude, Jr. would not be happy about that. <laughs> There'd be soup. There'd be soup thrown in, in uh, Sunny's face. I can tell you that right now. Do you that think goes, that goes poorly? A little minestrone for you, bud. How do you? Throw <laughs> At least soup? it's not hot. How do you throw soup? Is this an overhand? Like, is it just pushing like, the yeah, face? Does he throw the entire bowl, or yeah. did he just like 
Did he just like throw like a bucket of water, like the ALS ice bucket challenge? Is this a Super Bowl like, winning like, celebration? Yeah. Song? <laughs> yeah. Like, no, I feel like for sure you're just whipping like sidearm, whipping a bowl of soup like across the room, like like, like a fris- like a frisbee, like it's a big ass cafeteria. And you're like, fuck you, dude. Is there, is there a big pot of soup and you have a spoon and you're just shoveling it at him? That's, that's probably the least efficient way, which is probably how Jr. would do it. Jr. not a very efficient player. He wouldn't be able to hit him either. Yeah, way. exactly. It did say he connected. It's yeah. Just like, um, Bowl of soup was thrown at. <laughs> Jr. was just high volume chucking soup. That's really all it was. You're six of them. I'm sorry, Johnny. I think you had a point before we had. Uh, yeah. Uh, do you think? Do you think the Cavs would have been better off not making that trade at the trade deadline? You said that there was more than one. Yeah. Well, we we said. Um, the, I'm saying that the, the Lakers won specifically. Yeah, the Lakers won, and also getting rid of D Wade. D Wade performed in the playoffs. He performed a little bit in the playoffs. He wanted to go, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. LeBron needs outside shooters. Yep. That's, yeah. That's, yeah. I don't think I don't think that Wade makes a difference. Howard, like, they did, they did one, would, would, would they have won the series in three games? If they, if, they did, they made the, if they made the trade, like, Isaiah's okay. a worse defender okay. than Kyle Korver. They, right. they just and swept. Just, they just swept the number one seed. I don't know how much better you yeah, want them to do. Nah, that's, Brad Stevens. That's, 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 that's in the past. That's in the past. <laughs> They're going to get exposed again by the Celtics like the Pacers did. They're going to get exposed by the exposed. Celtics. Wow, you're on record. That's spicy. You're talking you guys, fucking wild. Guys, but Brad Stevens took a journeyman like Isaiah Thomas and put him into his culture and his system and got him paid. Maybe it's just that Brad Stevens is really good and not that Isaiah Thomas that is traded really good. His I'm ass. just saying. So you tell me fucking Scary Terry isn't God? I think Scary Terry might right now, not be, might right not, be might not be as good once he gets paid on a different team. I'm, I'm just saying the Celtics need a second guy to score off the dribble. They have nobody you, else besides you, LeBron. You oh, you're talking about the, the, the Cavs, Cavs? You mean what did you I say? Celtics. Celtics. The Cavs. I, was like, I was like, they have like four guys. Man, what are you talking about? That's what they do. Yeah. The Cavs. Like the Cavs. That's, the Cavs. that's why the what Celtics are good. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, okay, I misspoke. The Cavs okay. need another guy to score off the dribble. There you go. Thanks. But am I wrong? That's George, George Hill. Hill. Yeah. That's, the, that's, uh, I take <laughs> Again, I just like to answer a lot of questions. Like, I don't know uh, if LeBron. in uh, you, LeBron. Like, yeah, yeah. When LeBron. you were in like catechism class, if you were at private school ever, and you got asked a question about what was the right answer in catechism, you could get away with like saying like Jesus, because like, because yep. like maybe that would be the answer. <laughs> Who's the destroyer <laughs> of the world? You ask anything about the Cavs or NBA, and you just can kind of say LeBron. LeBron. It's probably LeBron. But so, I, do they LeBron need a second James. guy? LeBron. Like I said, I think LeBron. George Hill actually does a good job taking some too. of the ball handling responsibilities. LeBron doesn't have to be on ball every play. No. Um, George Hill actually untapped a little bit of success with uh, the him and Kevin Love pick and roll. They ran to a great deal. That that's some of the best uh, that Kevin Love looked like in game. It started in Game Seven of the Pacers series. They started running that pretty like that was when LeBron was out with the cramps and they ran the George Hill Kevin Love pick and roll a bunch and they actually built a lead with LeBron out for like that stretch. And that's kind of continued. Like, Kevin Love played way better in this past series. Yeah, Kevin um, Love. Got to give him a shout-out, man, because I got on him for being a mental midget a bunch. But yeah, mental he midget. He played really well. Like I he said, the, the him and George Hill thing, they seem to have developed some chemistry. Like, stuff like that matters. Like, those are things that matter to a team. If you can develop that over the course of a play a, a postseason, um, I, I think that's huge for them. And I think that can be something that they, they, they lean on going forward. So it's not LeBron. 65 times a game backing a guy down and shooting does, a fadeaway. Does Tyron have anything in the playbook no. that's not a pick and roll? Oh, oh, I just said <laughs> no. He he does, wait, wait, no, he doesn't playbook? have anything. <laughs> yeah. I just George don't know Hill, to begin with. George Hill brought that play over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a 
plays that Ronnie since grade school. The pick and roll. The pick and roll. Uh, Ty, not to step on your toes, but I think I got something that might work. Uh, all right, you first you're going to run here, and then you go here, and then you go here, and then you all run in the same direction, and then you run to the other side of the court. One of you will be open. Then not LeBron gets the rebound and puts it back in. Everybody stand on the wig and LeBron do his thing. Yep. Wait a second. What if? <laughs> pick and roll. Listen to this. A guy stands out. there. And he sets a pick, and the guy runs into him. You got to switch. What do you guys think? Jared's like, yeah, I can shoot off that. <laughs> Am I open? No. I'm going to still shoot. Tyloo actually, is, uh, he holds a grudge against players in general because a play is what resulted in AI taking a soul away from him in that Ooh. final series. That's an iconic moment. Ooh. Yeah. Iconic. Yep. By the way, LeBron's obviously not there for this meeting because LeBron knows what pick and roll is. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, it's the other Cavs. It's the other Cavs, yeah. Seti Osman was trying to draw up like the Turkish delight. That's his favorite play. But... Uh, yeah, I, th- I think I think the Cavs win this series in, in six. I think they're playing much better. Uh, I think Boston is going to be the team in the East probably going forward, um, but not not this year. And uh, LeBron LeBron's not ready to give up that throne quite yet. Mm-hmm. I just want to see LeBron versus either Houston or Golden State, though. So I'm kind of hoping LeBron gets back. It's just witnessing greatness. Sometimes you know you can hate on it and, and, and push against it as long as you can. But at some point, you're like, dude, just give me more of this because sometimes it's going to be gone. Yeah, exactly. I saw somebody uh, somebody on Twitter said that they basically are like, they they used to not like LeBron, but they've gotten on board just so that they didn't like have to tell their kids that they were a hater someday. <laughs> yeah. They're like, I don't want to be like, oh, yeah, that guy's talking like, Dad, you're dumb. He was the best. Like, right. what are you talking about? Like, it's like, undeniable. Man. Yeah, the like guy is doing some. At this point, if you don't like stuff. it, I think you just look like a fool. Like, it's weirdly personal, and it shouldn't be because he's. Well, it's, well, just wait. They're going to be burning his jerseys in Cleveland when he leaves. Oh, just this offseason? Those people, man, I'm going to go to Cleveland and just start slapping Yeah, him. exactly. Like, you've got <laughs> to watch him for 14 years, basically, you idiots. Like, shut up. So I got he left living in Miami to come, to come back, back to, to Cleveland. Cleveland. And play for, a, for lack of a better phrase, a slave owner. Man. Yeah, like, exactly. A guy that he did not like. Totally dragged yep. you on your way out, and you came back because you loved the city like Cleveland. Come on, people. Yep. Love you your boy. Yep. He should get to just be the governor of Ohio forever. Well, he's already the mayor of uh, Toronto, so. That's true. <laughs> you mean Le- LeBronto. Le- Le- LeBronto. Le- LeBronto, yeah. sorry. Yeah. yeah. Johnny, where are we at on time? How are we looking right now? Do we have time to jump in a little bit of hockey talk before we get out of here? We are looking at a minute four. We never did our predictions. A minute four? <laughs> Time does not fly when you're having fun. <laughs> That's it. That's <laughs> all we're at. Oh my a God. minute and four nightmare. seconds. A minute and four seconds? Wow. No, we're at an hour and four. Okay. Um, We never uh, did our predictions. I got Cavs and six as well. Oh, okay. Sure. I think you said Cavs and five. Cavs and five. Wishfully, Cavs and seven. Cavs and seven. Hoping for one of the series to go deep here. <laughs> yeah. He said it just for that. Because, uh, yeah, I, man. I wish I was that clever, but no. Honestly, though, like... The Celtics Sixer series was like the most fun five game series I can remember. Like there was a lot. Like it, it was, was a competitive. Five it, games. Was, it was exactly each game was really good. Uh, the Marcus Morris Joel Embiid beef was was pretty solid. Like it would have gone deeper if the Sixers didn't just puke on themselves right. down the stretch. And what was <laughs> yeah. that game two? Just yep. throwing the ball. Away. Oh, the confetti game. Or yeah. was the game game three. <laughs> like game, oh, game three. Man. Game game three the was confetti those. game. Like it had games like that though. Like something happened every game that was like for a, for a three zero like gentleman sweep oh, type series. Right. Like, that doesn't get enough love. What's that? The, the ju- confetti game. Oh, the confetti game. I know. <laughs> I know. Oh, people man. just standing around like thumbs up their butts, looking like. Can't do nothing about that. <laughs> Someone hit the button. Hell yeah, we won! Oh, shit. <laughs> it was a long, like, it was, it was a long no. too. Like, who's the guy? There's a big red button somewhere. And it says, <laughs> yeah. 
that says, you know, win on it or something. And all, his only job is, as soon as that horn goes, you're on the confetti, right, Bob? I'm on it. And then he just smashes the confetti button. Oh. And then he had to put the emergency button. He had to pull the handle. Because he's like, oh, shit, no, not all of it. It's like the nuclear codes. That's, yeah, that's why it was only in one little section. Right. From, no, from now on, you need two keys. To, 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 uh, yeah. The one button system, was, it didn't work, and Bob got fired, so. Fucking Brian Colangelo has to come up there and put his key in. Like, they tried it, though. I mean, you got to try something, but. The one, the one man system in Philly. They don't. They're not used to winning. They didn't know. They're like, we have to have confetti if we win. They're like, what do you mean? <laughs> what is this confetti? They had to like explain it to him and show him some shit that's really hard like, to clean up. Yeah. Like after you like just spray it everywhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Confetti. confetti. Winning is that? Is that like trusting the process? Or like, how, how do those things compare? I don't know. We're not ready to win yet. No. We weren't prepared. Uh, Hinky died for their sins, though. Hinky died for their sins. Hinky, there's an answer to the Bucks' problems, maybe for a president of basketball operations. Yeah. I, don't, I know. I'd, it'd be if, if Hinky was in charge, though. He'd basically like have to make sure Giannis was on board for like a five-year plan, and then like gut all the surrounding garbage, like for the yeah, most part. Because that's, that's the Hinky model is like long and painful. Because it's it's great now for Philly, but man, you got to be the butt of jokes for like a decade to yeah. get. Like, and that's if it's successful. It was funny because I heard Daryl Morey interviewed one time, and he was just kind of like, the interviewer asked him who he thought the best general manager in basketball was, and he was like, this was like a month or two ago, and he goes, I think it's Sam Hinkie. And he's like, I, he's not even in basketball, but he goes, I, I think he's the best at his job. And they were just stunned with that as the answer. I think it's hard to like hard to disagree, though, because we never got to see Hinkie execute the vision fully, and it still resulted in this. Yeah. Like, they kind of accelerated the process. Like was, was Fultz? Fultz wasn't his pick. Nope, nope, Fultz was the first one that was not his. So Imagine if they had Tatum. I would say, oh my I would say, Hanky seems like he'd have been more the type who would have traded down to three, grabbed another first-rounder. That was, that was, that'd be much more, like, process-oriented than, than what they've done since then. Giving J.J. Redick $23 million is not, not part of the process. Like, things like that. Like, so. That was still smart. The one-year deal? Yeah. $23 million? Yeah. It was. One-year deal, I like that. Yeah. yeah. Why was he so bad with the Bucks? Was it just because the Buc- that Bucks roster was just he's terrible? He's playing the three as well. Yeah, because he had to play with Brandon Jennings and Monte Ellis. So JJ Redick playing small forwards. There's not enough ball around to go around there. That, that too, yeah. Like yeah, an off ball, an off ball shooter is just not going to get shots because you have two crazy high volume guys. You know, two guys that'll each put up 20 shots and not blink an eye. There's half your shots for that te- for the, the whole team. Monte's that, you know? 30 a night. Monte, yeah, <laughs> yeah. When when Monte was going good. You know, he was getting 30 up every night, so. Do your hockey if you need yeah, to. Yeah, all right, gang, gang, let's go. All right, so the really the really big news uh, tonight is game one of the Western Conference Finals featuring our, uh, Gonzo, our Vegas Golden Knights. Believe that. Lifelong fan. That's, yep. uh, I'm, at AJ first, I'm at AJ first now, but my, my Twitter name is, is Lifelong Vegas Golden Knights fan. Not um, wrong. Day one. Day one. Day um, day I, one. I believed in these boys when, when no one else only, did. only a few other What's people like did. What's their thing? You know, like Packers go Pack go or something, or like you know Vikings oh, are oh, stole. Uh, what Ve- is Vegas, Vegas strong? Vegas, Vegas strong. strong. Okay. Yeah, they're Vegas strong. I mean, they did it like, after they did it after the shooting. They came up with it after the because the night like the uh, crazy okay. guy at the concert yeah, shooting yeah. thing. So, so they need a new one for next. That's been they're 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 going they're uh, playing hockey to honor to honor the people who got shot or something. I don't know. There's some weird. I'm sure they tie it in somehow. Um, but it's yeah, emotional. and they're playing Winnipeg. They're playing the Winnipeg Jets, who were the Winnipeg Jets, and then they moved to Phoenix and became the Coyotes, and now that team is the Arizona Coyotes, 
And then the NHL was like, shit, a hockey team in Arizona's dumb. <laughs> and they gave Winnipeg a team back. Um, Winnipeg is kind of a city Winni- you even forget is a city most of your life. I think the new Jets Winnipeg. also the new Jets are also like ten years old. Like it's another like pretty young team. So you have They don't like, get the history of the old team? That's a good question. That's a good question. But I just I'm saying this because this current iteration was an expansion team as well. Damn. So the NHL now has had two expansion teams experience pretty good success in a fairly short amount of time. Um, I mean, first season for the Knights, obviously. That's a that's a if they if they were to win the cup, that is the fastest any team has ever won a title professionally, like period. No. So it's made the inter- hockey a tick more interesting. Yeah. Because it's like, whoa, what's this Vegas situation going? <laughs> yeah, I really, I'd like, I like to go, go to games. Nights. Just because so they be, got slot machines at the games. Like, uh, got to tune in. Probably. They're at, they're at, they're just off the strip. Yeah, like there's like the strip, and then they're like, they're like a block over from the strip. So it actually, I, I wanted to go to a game pretty badly. Uh, I'm gonna try to get out there next year. And like that, uh, that and Vegas Summer League are my two Vegas sports uh, bucket lists. Yeah. What's the other finals? The uh, and then the other conference finals is Washington, who won last night. The Caps, uh, they finally made The it. Caps are in the conference finals, and they have a 1-0 lead. They stole game one in Tampa against the Lightning. The Lightning, huh? So you have, uh, I think the NHL is rooting really hard for Washington, and I don't know, as far as ratings, what any of the other three markets would do for them. Um, I know Vegas is doing pretty well TV wise, but it's not a big market. Like it's like the actual people that live in Vegas is like eight hundred thousand. NHL needs uh, Ovechkin in it. Yeah, that's yeah, oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. Washington, he's the best. But the problem is they probably just want the Besides East. Besides Kaner, they no, he's better than Kaner. Ovechkin looks like Brett Favre if he went like on a meth diet. Like, <laughs> like, just, like, just ate meth. <laughs> that was all he did. He just ate it. <laughs> um, I, one of the things I think that's helping. The, also, the Knights games do really. This is crazy to me. The Knights games do really well in Pittsburgh because the Knights drafted Marc-Andre Fleury, okay. the former Penguins goalie, and he is so beloved there that people watch the Knights games to root for him. And, like, there's a lot of people that are now Penguins slash Knights fans. Like, hmm. that level of, like, emotional connection to a player is crazy to me. Like, especially in hockey where it's, like... It's wow, they like, didn't burn their jerseys? No, no. <laughs> there was yeah. some nuance and what, some consideration yeah. for what this player had done for your city? Yeah, no. It's your life? Yeah, and it became... So now there's a lot of people that will be like pens. It'll be like Pitt slash VGK, which is like like people that are like those like that fan base. Um, I just think that's really cool, and yeah. he's, he's a great ambassador for the game. He's a super nice guy. Is the guy that... Licks people? Is he still playing? Or is he he was bounced. He was bounced by Tampa. Yeah, Andrew Marchand, uh, the face licker. It's an interesting <laughs> tactic. It's, it's, it really is. It would make me pretty mad as an opponent. Like, Don't lick me, man. Don't ever lick me. It would make me Don't mad. Don't lick me, bro. <laughs> but, like, it's so gross. Like, why do you want to do that? Like, you're sweaty as shit. Like, in a it's sport hockey. where you throw down the gloves and fist fight. Like, yeah, you're licking. You're, you're the you're the guy who licks people now. Like, you're kind of on the radar Did he for fight that. A lot? Did he fight a lot? Yeah. Like Marshad, he's not really not he's not really like a goon or anything. They got more Zidane. of a liquor. Yeah, I'll say because I'm, I'm saying that didn't start fights or people. Like, oh no, fuck for this. sure. But he doesn't finish them because they oh. have Zidane Ochara on their team who's six ten and will break your face. Like they have, <laughs> oh, a, they, so have he's just got, they have a monster. He just of goes a around licking people. And yeah. Going, hey, 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 Zidane, help me out. hey, Chara, you got this? Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Very good. Oh, yeah. They have they have actual lurch on their team. Yeah. Zidane Ochara uh, also once basically killed the guy. If you want to look it up, he. Uh, Guided a guy into like a headboard, um, but there was like a cement piece, like just it was like off the rink, like but only slightly. And uh, so he checked the guy, the guy goes over the boards and then smacks his head off of concrete and is like instantly out. And like the entire Montreal Canadiens team tried to fight Chara, and he basically was just like, What? <laughs> what do you want me to do? And uh, nobody actually could hit him because he's too tall. 
Um, Couldn't go for the legs? No, I mean, you can't really sweep the leg. That's that's in hockey. That's, that's no. Yeah, but I don't think. Yeah, you say, can take off your uh, skate and attack him with the blade. That's I think now you're getting into criminal, uh, criminal charges. I would just yeah, go, with, have, the, have I would go yeah. with the stick I already have in my hand. That's a good weapon. That's a, that's <laughs> good, a weapon. good weapon as well. It's not yeah, bad. it's not bad. Probably a little easier than taking off your extremely tightly tied tied I, skate. I would take off my skate, put it to the head of the stick, tie it back on, and then attack him. With who, that. Are you, who are you fighting? That's <laughs> giving you this kind of time. You're All right, thank just, you. You know seconds. how fights work. You're better off just you know like hiding a shank. <laughs> yeah. Are you gonna out. hit him too when you're on one blade? Right. Yeah. Now. Yeah. You, what, you got a you got a bare sock on the ice now. Like, take what off. Is, take them off. Both off. Assault through at all. <laughs> Yeah. Take them both off. One of them you can throw at them like a projectile, and the other one you stab them with. But how about you slipping in your socks on the skates? You know, this guy's out there lightning quick because he's still got his on. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah, and you're, and you're out there exactly doing like the comical like banana peel run. This guy playing an assault last night, and it is not going the way he thought. <laughs> he tied his skate onto a hockey stick and now it's running around. I didn't realize the stick would be so top heavy too. The skate, the skate's actually not really two minutes. Yeah, the way, <laughs> yeah, and after all that, he got a two minute minor. Oh man, gonna really, gonna really hurt his team as they're short for the next couple minutes here. <coughs> Easy there. Easy yeah. there, follow up. I don't yeah. watch much regular season NHL at all, but I'm watch. here for like conference finals and yep. Stanley Cup. Like, I I'm, I'll jump on board then. And I mean I'm a lifelong Vegas Golden Knights fan, so I watched I watched bless you. I watched like a couple games early in the year, uh, and then for the next four months, not one. Um <laughs> but I, I I've hopped back in for the playoffs. The NHL playoffs are awesome and uh, overtime hockey is one of my favorite things in sports because mm-hmm. There's no shootout. You play forever until yeah. someone scores. Yeah. Um, and I just think there's something so compelling about there that. There can only be one. Yep. And it has to be just a goal in the flow of play. Um, and I, I just the tension that that creates, like every like near chance is just like, oh my god, like you're living and dying, and it's it's great. Um, and it's, yeah, one of my favorite things. So I mean, if you're not you know if you're not watching hockey right now, give it a shot. That's all. That's all uh, I'm saying. I'm not saying five minutes. Yeah, five I'm, minutes. I'm not saying like five minutes. Third your, period, maybe an overtime. Don't worry about what offside is. Icing's kind of weird now too. They don't, they don't have to. They don't have to touch the puck on icing. I didn't know that. So you like, just yell sometimes, or you have a bar, and you want to make it seem like you watch hockey. Like, oh, oh, offside. That play was ah, offside. Offside. Come on. I watch a lot of hockey <laughs> when the Hawks are in the playoffs. Oh, okay. I'm nice. one of those guys. So not this year. This yep. year I haven't watched any hockey. <laughs> no. But if the Hawks are in the playoffs, you know I'm watching every game. That hard hawk hockey. Again, go Hawks. Only the playoffs. Hashtag only the playoffs. All right. A few season games. I'm one of those guys. Yeah. I'm a typical yeah. Hawks fan. Couple. Couple. Okay. I like that when the Hawks, too, and the, the, the ratings thing came out and the, with the Hawks not being in the playoffs. Like, when the Hawks are in the playoffs, Chicago's, like, the number one market for NHL playoff ratings. They love it, man. The Hawks were not in the playoffs. They were Chicago was not in the top 15. Like, Chicago was nowhere. To, they're like, Hawks aren't in. Don't give a fuck. Don't yeah. care. Crazy though, Buffalo is number two because there's nothing else to do in yeah. Buffalo. Well, so they got their wings. They yeah. <laughs> just eat wings all day and all night. <laughs> well, what are you gonna do today? Oh, we're gonna eat wings. Duh. Like, <laughs> They're named after yeah. us, you yeah. idiot. Come on, you stupid idiot. What do you think? <laughs> Let's go gonna... look at this Buffalo Bill statue. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a statue of Jim Kelly looking sad after no, a Super Bowl. No, it's just Bowl. Buffalo Bill, like the Native oh. Americans. Oh. Like, pretty you racist. Know, or or uh, from Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> it's just a statue of Buffalo Bill. Or they just put t- people through tables. Yeah, that's, 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 yeah, dude. No, on. that's, uh, what's Bill, that? Bill's Mafia. Yeah, Bill's Mafia. Bill's Mafia, gang, gang. Yeah, like. But the buffalo actually isn't even native to America. It's the bison that you see in Native American <laughs> oh. Buffalo is native to Africa. That's my, true. We don't even have buffalo. But it was named after Buffalo Bill. 
my life is a lie. Is that what I'm being told right now? Is hey, ho, why, why Buffalo, did Buffalo Bill. Hold on. Then why did Buffalo, first of all, why are they named Buffalo? If they're named after Buffalo Bill. Why isn't it Bison, Bison, New York? Well, they're not named after Buffalo Bill. They're named Bill. after Buffalo Bill. No, they're not. Look yes, it up. No, Wait, you look, Buffalo you, you, Bill got his name after a buffalo, but there was actually a bison. But there wasn't a buffalo, and again, so I'm back to my original question. How does Bills. this happen? And then why? They why like is Bills he, on Oh wait, head. are we talking about the team or the city? Just well, the city. the city. Okay, I'm talking about the Bills. Okay, yeah, the city. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm no. lost. Why <laughs> Buffalo Bill? The city was named after him. <laughs> Buffalo Bills. That's why I'm like bull fucking shit. It was <laughs> the city was named after Buffalo. Yeah, Bills. and then they named the city after Ronald McDonald. Like, Get the fuck out of here! Like, what yeah. is this shit? No, but why do they lean so hard? Because that's their fucking college team is the is the but the uh, it's the Buffalo Bulls. So they it's really pretty, leaned in on the whole buffalo thing. Yeah, like, I don't understand why they're so proud of animals with horns. I, I don't, dude, aren't you? <laughs> well, when they were founding the city, they made a mistake, and they called it buffalo, and they just ran with it. I'm they're an, not going to change the name so to like bison. Yeah, I'm, I'm more of a ram kind of guy myself. So I guess that's basically how America was found anyways, was just kind of mistakes. And I'm in, I'm in the Indies. <laughs> fucking Christopher Columbus. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Christopher Columbus. Hey, he found 1382. Bet you didn't. He's found Kenosha. Fucking small, that too. fucking small pox blankets and genocide. <laughs> fucking fuck Christopher Columbus. I we got a why, statue of him. I don't know why he gets a day. He's a piece of shit. Yeah, on the coast of Kenosha, we have a statue yeah. for Christopher Columbus. <laughs> like he like, sailed to Lake yeah. Michigan and founded Kenosha. <laughs> he did. He was pretty much like 1942's Hitler. You know? Yeah, like Christopher Columbus, pretty bad guy, honestly. I think it was just because he had sweet name boats like Nina Pinto and yeah. Santa Maria. <laughs> Wait, People were like, Boris. I don't think he was conquistador. He just discovered it, and then the other people came around and fucked over. Right? Then who had the Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria? No, that, was, that was Chris. Yeah. Was it Chris? Yeah, yeah he's probably a Spanish guy. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't got my... Um, Man, you're out here telling me wrong facts about the city of Buffalo. You're out here... Buffalo Bill. You're out here fake-correcting my Christopher hey, Columbus. Founded by Buffalo, Buffalo Bill. Bill. fake-correcting my Christopher Columbus boat knowledge. Founded by Buffalo Bill. Fucking ridiculous. It's like St. Paul was founded by Paul Bunyan. Little-known facts. Little-known facts. That one's actually true. That one's true. Oh, He's going to be the best dad someday. Just bullshitting his kids constantly. And then your kids are gonna go around like dumbasses to their friend's house. The same shit. Like, did you guys know that St. Paul is founded by Paul? Biden? I'm teaching my kids. My dad says that. My dad says it. When my kids are younger, everybody uh, like to, likes believing like Santa and the Easter Bunny. Yeah. My kids are gonna have Paul Bunyan. <laughs> You're not good. Paul what does Paul Bunyan bring? Paul Bunyan. No, he comes and he chops down your house and you're being naughty. Kids, do you remember how the Grand Canyon was formed? Because Paul Bunyan drove his. Was dragging his axe across Arizona, and that's how they formed the Grand Canyon. Paul Bunyan, you're going to teach your kids a religion based around Paul Bunyan? Yes. Okay. What about when they try and teach your kids the other things? No, no, no. Related to Paul Bunyan. So Are you going to homeschool them? <laughs> teacher's a quack. <laughs> Paul Bunyan brings kids. Your teacher's a quack. So essentially, now, Paul Bunyan impregnates everyone. So essentially, you're going to be like Bobby Boucher's mother <laughs> and a water boy. And yes. this had full of lies, like they have dual album God. Paul Bunyan. Alligators is ornery because they got all them teeth and no toothbrush. <laughs> Every time there's a tree chopped down. No, you're wrong, Cook Sanders. <laughs> Every, Every time there's a chopped down tree, I'll tell my kids. Can you guys believe Paul Bunyan was here last night? Do you guys see him? How often do you see chopped down trees? <laughs> you <leave any> <laughs> <laughs> I think I've seen a handful in my life. After, I don't know the last time storm. I saw yeah. someone out there with an axe. Yeah, like, 
Sometimes Paul, hey neighbor, Paul Bunyan leaves <laughs> he leaves flannel shirts as gifts for, for the good children. Of That's the how they, everybody gets their flannel shirts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're dropped off by Paul Bunyan. <laughs> yeah. If you're a good kid, you can get a flannel shirt just like Paul Bunyan. <laughs> Does he wear overalls? Uh, yeah, I'm sure yeah. some iterations. Yeah, why not? Fuck is it? He's got a blue ox. Paul Bunyan's breakfast up in the Dells. Oh yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, oh, it is actually. You can't finish it. It's okay, only no. they, they, they'll bring it forever. Well, that's they'll, they'll never stop. That's because Paul Bunyan yeah. can finish it no problem. <laughs> yeah. Fucking us humans, I mean, yeah, us lowly mortals. Uh, how, how are the railroads built? Paul Bunyan needed to get somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> he needed to get to Cali, man. So he just started putting those tracks in as he was. Started laying can we them down. start that show on the History Channel instead of Ancient Aliens? The Legend of Paul Bunyan. <laughs> How do you think the ancient pyramids are built? <laughs> Paul Bunyan. <laughs> Paul Bunyan. Who could stack bricks that high besides Paul Bunyan? Yeah. Oh, right? tall. He's really tall. How was the Great Wall of China built? Paul, Paul Bunyan. Bunyan. Oh Lord. Well, boys, I think uh, I think I think we covered some some good material great here today. Success. Yeah, I, I think it was, I think it was a great success. Shouts out to Paul B. Shouts out to Paul B. B. Um, before we go, I'd like to again thank our guests Gino Montuano for joining us earlier today, talking some so bucks. Uh, we had co-host slash today's guest Trey Montuano coming in, talking a little Hello. NFL draft with yeah, us yeah, and yeah. a little 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 hoops as well. Um, anything Most else? Hoops. Anything else before we uh, before we say say la vie? Uh, Adios, amigos. Um, whatever medium, whatever medium you're listening to us on, we're also available on Spotify. Um, not SoundCloud this week. I'm sorry. iTunes, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. How about this? If any and of you, Stitcher. Go ahead. Any of you listen to us? Throw out, what's what's the what's the hashtag? Tweet tweet at us. We'll get a hashtag going. But tweet at us. Or just at, at Jabroni, Jabroni Sports. Sports. Yeah. Just tweet at us. Let us know how you listen to the podcast because we're trying to figure yeah. that out. So tweet I'll just throw that out there. At Jabroni Sports PC. So. PC. Sorry. That's all right. Uh, not a problem. Yeah, we're just trying trying to find out how people are listening, how you're how you're getting to enjoy the show, and uh, we're always looking for feedback, always looking for comments, you know that sort of thing. There's also, somebody listening. I'd like yeah, to know who. Yeah. Also, <laughs> we do. There's one guy out there. We know there's one guy. There's at least there's at least a couple people. Yeah. Also, um, we do podcast live now on Discord, and that's how we were uh, talking to Gino. So if you want to listen live to us next time we do it, I don't have a set time. Do we do this two weeks? On, uh, two weeks from today. Yeah. Two on, weeks from today, noon. and we'll we'll we will, uh, tweet out a time. Yeah, we'll drop we'll drop it on Twitter when we yeah, have a more specific us, time. But join yeah. us live on Discord. At, at what? Jabroni Sports. At Jabroni Sports PC. PC. Yeah. What's do we have a Discord at thing? Oh no, we'll link it in the in the Twitter. Okay. okay. Excellent. Excellent. Um, so with that, again, thank you guys. Um, I'm I'm AJ First now, joined by Gonzo. Gonz, I can say my name. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Gonzo. This guy at Gonzo thirteen twenty three. What was your name? <laughs> I'm Gonzo. Oh. <laughs> Just the usual hosting mechanic, but all right. Um, and Silky. Yeah. Um, uh, at Scotty two six two. All right. And, of course, Johnny Montano. Hey-o. Hey-o. Thanks for listening, Jabronis. We'll see you next time. Peace out.